Welcome to Podcasting Nubia. Welcome. My name is Andre Samuels, and I'm the author of the book, Nubia, The Rise and Fall of African Empires. Now, I know many of you may not be familiar with uh, African civilizations or African empires, uh, but this podcast is an opportunity for me to share some of the information that I've written about in my book, and an opportunity for me to show you how applicable and relevant African civilizations are to your modern life. When we think about the civilizations that helped form the modern world, we often think about the Greeks and the Romans. Um, more enlightened folk might think about uh, the Chinese dynasties, uh, but we we often overlook African civilization. Um, it's probably not the first thing that would come to mind if you ask most people about the civilizations that helped form the modern world. Uh, but African civilizations are incredibly relevant to the world we live in today. And so this is a podcast dedicated to showing you how African civilization helped make the modern world uh, that we live in. So this won't be a, a, you know, a very um, academic or boring uh, podcast. Um, we'll be attempting to connect African civilization and African culture uh, and the achievements of African civilization to things that are going on in the modern world. Um, so for instance, today, I wanted to start the podcast off by asking what Donald Trump, Rihanna, and Conor McGregor can teach us about African civilizations. And that's because each of them have recently been in the news for topics that relate to African culture. Um, recently, uh, the president, uh, Donald Trump, was reported to have stormed into a meeting in the White House uh, discussing immigration. He was very upset, apparently, about the number of visas that have been given out uh, to foreigners recently. In particular, visas that were going to Haitians and Nigerians. Uh, it's reported in uh, several sources, CNN, the UK Telegraph, uh, The Root. Um, it's reported that he said that the Haitians all have AIDS and that um, the Nigerians would, if they were allowed to come here, would love America so much that they wouldn't want to go back to their huts. Now, I th when we're evaluating something like this, we have to kind of consider all possibilities, right? We have to consider that maybe he didn't say that. Maybe that's a story being made up by his political enemies. So we have to consider that. And then we have to also consider that maybe he did say it. And either way, the lesson is the same. Uh, if he didn't say it, then someone around him decided to leak a story and make up a lie to make him look bad. But in order for a lie to be effective, it has to sound true, right? It has to sound like something that person would say, and it would have to sound like something that many people believe. So either Donald Trump said it, 
and he genuinely believes that Nigerians go back to their huts and that that is, uh, you know, a hallmark of African civilization. Or he didn't say it, but whoever made it up uh, was playing on something that a lot of people tend to believe. And whether we like to admit it or not, uh, most people, when they think of African culture and African civilization, they think of primitive things. They think of rudimentary architecture like huts. They think of uh, illiteracy. Uh, how many times have you heard that African cultures are oral? They don't think of palaces. They don't think of earth-shaking armies. They don't think of rulers who were wealthier than any of their counterparts on the international stage. They think of poverty and starvation, and they think of, quite frankly, Africa after colonization. But prior to colonization, Africa was filled with kingdoms and empires uh, that rivaled their European counterparts uh, that were often in communication with their European counterparts and that traded on a global scale. And that's what this podcast is about. This podcast is dedicated to introducing some of you who might not be that familiar with it uh, to those incredible empires. And my book was dedicated to explaining uh, the role that those empires and those kingdoms had on the international stage, how they interacted with other uh, cultures like Rome, like uh, the Chinese dynasties, um, how they compared to other empires like Persia. My goal with Nubia, the rise and fall of African empires, was to explain the place of Africa and Africa's civilizations in world history. And I think I've, I've achieved that. Um, the purpose of this podcast, though, is to show you how relevant it is to the world that we live in today. Um, history is, is, uh, is sadly a topic that is sort of losing steam. People don't really uh, necessarily see the applicability of it, why it's important to study history. They were so wrapped up in you know, our computers and our programming and our sciences and our STEM classes um, that often history as a subject sort of falls to the wayside. Um, and I guess what I would encourage people to understand is that if you don't study history, you can't understand the world around you. Um, and in particular, if you don't study African history, um, you are missing a huge chunk of knowledge about some of your favorite topics. Um, it doesn't matter if you love music or you love medicine or you love science. All of those are topics that were informed uh, by African civilizations. And those cultures that we often don't talk about uh, contributed significantly to everything that we enjoy today. So my goal with this podcast is to make this topic sort of interesting and exciting. Um, it won't be a bunch of lectures. Largely, we'll be connecting African history to popular culture. So 
um, one of the most interesting stories uh, that came up recently uh, was controversy involving Rihanna. Uh, she did a photo shoot for Vogue Arabia, so that's Vogue in the Arab world, where she was photographed as Nefertiti, a sort of modern take on Nefertiti. So she's wearing the Egyptian crown, uh, but she's uh, wearing a snakeskin leather jacket. There was an outcry in the Arab world claiming that Rihanna was appropriating Arab culture, which is <laughs> very interesting. And this is, this is sort of humorous for a lot of reasons because it, it really is a demonstration of just how lacking the world is in understanding African civilization and African history. Those that were attacking Rihanna on Twitter uh, for dressing up like an Egyptian or appropriating Arab culture really are displaying their incredible ignorance about, about Africa, about Egypt, and about black culture, quite frankly. Primarily because in the 25th dynasty of Egypt, uh, Egypt was a civilization that was collapsing. It was in decline. The Egyptians had stopped practicing uh, many of their religious practices. Um, they had halted most of their construction pro projects. Uh, they were a civilization that was falling apart. And so they looked to their southern neighbor that we often never hear about, uh, which was the Nubian Empire, the Kushites, Kush. And the religious caste implored the Nubian pharaohs to move north, conquer Egypt, and reinstate the old culture. The Nubians were, the Nubians and the Egyptians had a long history of interaction um, from the very beginning. Uh, they were trading partners, they were allies, they were enemies. Uh, they went to war on numerous occasions. Um, and the result of all of that interaction was a culture that, from a distance, looks very similar. Um, what I thought was really interesting about the Rihanna situation was that um, while a lot of people described it as Rihanna dressing up like an Egyptian, um, you could have, well, if you didn't know that she was portraying Nefertiti, you could very easily say she's dressing up like a Nubian uh, or that she is wearing, this is a black woman wearing Nubian attire because there are so many remarkable similarities between Nubian culture, the Kushite empire, and the Egyptian empire. Both were equally wealthy. We don't talk about that very often. Uh, both were, Both were incredibly formidable. At various times, uh, the Egyptians conquered the Nubians and ruled them. And in particular, during the 25th dynasty, the Nubians conquered the Egyptians and ruled them and helped resurrect their empire. Um, this, this photo shoot was, as I said, dedicated to Nefertiti, uh, a leader that had the Egyptian civilization continued its decline we might not e have ever even known about. So 
those that were attacking Rihanna, a black woman, for donning Egyptian garb were attacking a black woman, an African woman, for participating in a culture that, quite frankly, black people helped save and preserve for later generations. When you go on vacation and you go visit the gates at Karnak, you are visiting uh, a part of Nubian or black uh, legacy. And that should be acknowledged. Now, the other thing that they these folks in the Arab world were, were uh, forgetting about was the role that Africans have played or black Africans have played in Arab culture. Uh, one of the topics that I cover in my book is the eruption of Arabs out of the Arab Peninsula and going on to establish the first Islamic empires, um, which is an incredibly fascinating part of history. Uh, the Arabs at that time were, um, I mean, you could describe them as a Bedouin culture at that point. Um, and yet this message of religion comes to them, and shortly after that, they explode out of the Arabian Peninsula, conquering countless territories, fighting off the Romans, uh, proving themselves to be incredibly formidable and powerful. In fact, uh, historians call that period of history the Muslim miracle because they, they went on to fight some of the world's most formidable armies and they never lost. Actually, um, there's one exception to that. They lost when they decided to target a an African uh, kingdom. Uh, that's another story that I write about in my book. The end of the Muslim miracle uh, came at the hands of a, a of a Nubian army. But Africans uh, were a big part of that Muslim miracle. They were some of the generals. Uh, they were. Uh, some of the scholars who helped formulate uh, the first Islamic liturgies, uh, hadiths. So they helped contribute to Arab culture. So not only were the attacks on Rihanna misplaced because of the role that black Africans have played in Egyptian culture, uh, they were also misplaced because of the role that black Africans have played in Arab culture. Ultimately, uh, what those folks were were doing was building upon the legacy of trying to remove Egypt from Africa and place it somewhere in the Middle East where it geographically is not. But one of the major themes in my book is that uh, I, I personally think we need to get away from constantly talking about Egypt, primarily because there is so much more to African civilization. There are so many more incredible cultures, not as, not better, but there are others that never get discussed, that we never cover, we never talk about. And so my book was designed to highlight uh, some of those incredible kingdoms 
some of those uh, enigmatic leaders, the wars they fought, the wealth that they created, and the incredible legacy of achievement that African civilization has. Now, the last story about Conor McGregor has less to do with African history specifically and more to do with why we study history, generally speaking. Conor McGregor has done several interviews in which he's discussed his heritage, his, uh, his family lineage, the meaning of the name McGregor. Uh, which he says means fighter. Um, he believes, at least, that he comes from a clan of fighters. Uh, the, the name McGregor has lots of meanings and uh, lots of historical uses, but the issue is what it means to him. When Conor McGregor is standing across a ring from a boxer who outclasses him in every obvious metric. His understanding of the achievements of his ancestors gives him confidence, it gives him strength. And I think that's the role that history can play for lots of people. Uh, and in particular, I think it's the role that history can and should play for black people globally an awareness of what we have achieved as a unified culture should give us strength, it should give us confidence, it should give us an awareness that we can overcome any situation, that we have the skills, the proven skills, to meet any challenge. And I think that's that's one of the, the reasons that it's incredibly important. So in, in Donald Trump, we see the external reason for studying history uh, to influence how others see us. But in McGregor, we see the importance of studying history in terms of how we understand ourselves. History itself comes with lots of lessons, strategies on how you meet challenges, uh, warnings for potential pitfalls. But the study of history can also be deeply personal and useful. So I hope I've proven to you the reasons that studying ancient African civilizations can be important and can apply to your life and can have an influence on the world that we live in today. I think personally, uh, attacking the notion of African civilizations as primitive or unaccomplished, I think that's pivotal to confronting racism and bigotry and really altering the way that blacks are seen globally. So I hope that you'll join me every week. We'll be discussing a different aspect of African civilization and we'll be connecting those issues with the modern world. I look forward to being your guide through Nubia.